This is Jason Cass once again with Agents Influence Podcast, and this is going to be part two of the podcast from the uh, Google broadcast that we did on May 28th. Enjoy. So one of the initiatives that we've had moving forward is that we want to collect the email address and cell phone number of every person who comes in contact with our with our agency. Um, hard lines are great if we can get the home phone or the work phone, but we want cell phone numbers. And the reason for that is um, more and more businesses have started. You know, this is you know this is something that I actually saw in one of Daniel Burris's uh, uh, newsletters that went out. Um, you know, BYOD, bring your own device, right? So companies have started doing, um, this was actually in that video that you showed too on your thing, Jay. Um, companies have started asking employees to, you know, they, they'll pay a portion of their cell phone bill or pay their whole cell phone bill if they use their cell phone for business. Additionally, I haven't had a hard line in eight years. So 32 years old, I have no hard line I only have cell phone. My wife has a cell phone. That's the only way you can get in contact with us. So, uh, one, it is the best way to get a hold of most people. Uh, secondly, moving forward, again, this this talks to looking into the future and the way things are going to go. There aren't going to be more hard lines added to the phone network, right? No one, you know, there there are people who still have a hard line, but no one is adding hard lines. If anything, they're just getting rid of hard lines. So we want to have that cell phone number. If agents are uncomfortable asking for cell phones, which many agents are, they feel like that's a personal piece of information and they don't want to ask for it, they'll ask for the home phone. If you're only asking for the home phone and someone gets rid of their home line, how are you going to get hold of people? The third piece is um, there, are, there have been rum, uh, rumblings and rumors that with like Facebook or any social networking or any online technology or tool, you have to input your email address as a way to subscribe to that service. So anybody who has a Facebook account knows that if you want to get on Facebook, you have to have an email address and that's how you sign up for the service. Well, there have been rumblings that in the future that may be cell phone number instead of instead of email because your you know email may eventually go the way of the dinosaurs. I mean, this might be 10 or 20 years, but email is eventually going to go away and the only thing that you will have is your cell phone number because the technology for email will just be passed through your cell phone number so you'll have one cell phone number and that will be your email your phone your text message everything will run off that number so if you're not collecting it then you're missing out on an opportunity um, and additionally there are his text message marketing I'm gonna pass it over to Chris because he actually does this now it's something that we don't do in our agency currently but it is on our horizon of things that we want to do so uh, right now we're just collecting cell phones and in the future we hope to text but I you know I'd really like to rather have Chris talk about uh, cell phones and what he's doing with text messaging now Chris well, first of all, I want to tell you one of the most critical things, way more important than emails are, are cell phone numbers. I cannot, I back up everything, believe it, everything that Ryan said, and I firmly believe that cell phone numbers are the wave of the future, and I personally feel that it's only two, three years away before emails are gone. That's just my personal belief. I think there's, before we go to just cell phones, there are probably going to be another form of communication, but I think emails are, are, are like a fax machine. You know, they're practically, they're going to be extinct, extinct soon. Um, 
there's several different areas that you can really think about when it comes to texting. Um, there's one thing that a lot of people don't know about, but they've been texted before, is something called geo-tracking. Uh, geo-tracking is a way to communicate with cars that travel past your building. For example, uh, being on Main Street, I don't know how many other people have a location that is um, centered with you know, a large amount of cars or right next, we're right next to the town hall, we're right next to the post office and right next to the, um, the local bank. So when you take that amount of cars and there's a lot of people on Main Street properties, geo-tracking allows you to go up to 300 yards out of your office and connect with anybody that's tra traveling past your building. So anybody that has a Bluetooth accessible phone, which is just about everybody today, very, very, very few people mm -hmm. don't have a Bluetooth accessible. You can literally send a message. You do not have to have their phone number. You could literally, it's for a system of about twelve to $1,500, and you can change that message every second, every minute, once a day. The thing that you really have to think about with geotracking is, have you, as, if you've been down to Saks Fifth Avenue in New York or in that area of Fifth Avenue, you're going to go by, whether it's Saks Fifth Avenue or Macy's, you're going to get an instant text. Hey, come on in today, a special offer, 25% off. Well, how did they know that they texted you? It's from geo-tracking. So anybody that travels within this zone, okay, will literally get a text message. Now, I recommend that if you're going to do that, you do it. Don't sell people. Tell people there's a hurricane coming, bad weather coming. Um, you know, there's a parade, uh, Memorial Day parade local at 11 o'clock on Monday. Give them information that they can utilize rather than annoy them with, oh, combine your home and auto, we'll save you 20% or we'll save you $400. People are tired of hearing that garbage. Send them a message that's something that they might be interested in. For example, hey, you know, it's 3 o'clock and somebody's traveling past the office building. Hey, uh, expected snowstorm of 6-plus inches starting around 6 p.m. People will not get annoyed with you. They'll look at you as a part of the community and somebody who's actually helping versus just trying to sell them on something. And I think geotracking is a great way, a very inexpensive way to be able to market to the people that are traveling past your building. Chris, how many times would you say that you do that on a yearly basis? I don't need an exact number, but roughly. I mean, how many times are you sending stuff out? Is it a constant thing? Is it just on special occasions? And out of those special occasions, how many times would you say you send it out a year? Well, I would highly recommend that people do it on a low volume amount. What I mean by low volume amount is you don't want to send something out every single day. That would be you're sending the wrong message to people. If you're going to do it, I would do it. Um, and, and I wouldn't say there would be an amount because, for example, um, you know, a week ago or, or so ago where they had the uh, massive um, hurricanes, what a great way to get out a, a communication skill or if there's snowstorms or we've had horrendous weather the last couple of years. So you can utilize it a little bit more with bad weather um, than versus doing it just to advertise or to market to people. I don't think insurance agents should be marketing like Macy's or Saks Fifth Avenue sending out a coupon. We have no coupons to send out. So, I mean, what, what's going to drive them in? What's going to drive them in personally is a community message that's warning them of weather or letting them know of something, um, a big event that's going on uh, in, your, in your community. So I can't give you a number, but I would highly recommend that you just do it sparingly so that you're not looked at as just target marketing. You know, it's you know, when you this, talk about this, that uh, weather, 
Go ahead, go ahead, Ryan. So what I was going to say is that um, you know, this gene geo tracking thing that Chris does is, it is a tactic. It is one tactic in an entire toolbox of creating value, right? I mean, the over if you you know you take say Chris's uh, method or my method or. or at the very top of it, it is we are going to do everything we can, use every tool we can to create value in the lives of the people and that are in our community and the consumers who buy our products. So I think a lot of people get hung up on tools like geotracking, which I think is an amazing tool uh, when used correctly. But they get caught up on the tool. Oh, oh, we'll just start doing that. We'll start blasting out home and auto discount messages, and, and all of a sudden people will start flocking in because we can get our – our message on a, on the cell phones of people that we didn't, weren't even our clients, and that is the absolute wrong way to look at what this tool does. Um, right. It should just be a small piece of your marketing of, of what you're trying to do, which is ultimately create more informed consumers, uh, create a, a sense of community and value in the eyes of the people that buy the insurance products in the in the geographical or or community, you know, even if it's a virtual community that, that you work in. So, um, you know, I I just want, with everything that we say and every tactic, I mean, Chris and I could sit here and go back, and so could the two of you. We could go back and forth about tactics for, for days. But if, if we're not at the beginning of the process understanding why we are actually using these tools and what the purpose of each one is, because there's things that I do that wouldn't work for Chris or wouldn't work for Jay, and there's things that Jay and Chris do that, that wouldn't work for us. And it all is based on who your agency is and what you're ultimately trying to accomplish. So um, I, I just yeah. – that's my little soapbox that I want to jump up on about but tactics. You're, you're right, Ryan, because if you really think about it, how many people are ineffectively using a CRM tool to email people? Oh, yeah. Why? Because we want to jam garbage down people's throat and they're annoyed with garbage. How many emails do you get every day? Yeah. I get an awful lot of emails, and if it's not something of interest, I'm going to tell you it's garbage, and it's true. True. And, and you know, the thing is is that, well, we lost, uh, we lost Ryan there, and we lost Chris. Not exactly what sure what, what, back. what happened back. there. Said that they left the group and they're coming back in. No, so I'm back. They're back. That. Yeah. It's, it Sorry just about kicked, that. Just kicked us off for a quick second. Sorry, Chris. You yes. were. You. I, no, you felt Chris, like you had a good thought Chris, going there. Yeah. No, I was just going off with emails, and you know, a lot of people are, you know, a little late on the CRM tool, and now they're doing email blasts, but they're sending out garbage. Yeah. I, I would highly recommend that. That's that's stuff that you don't want to do. Uh, you don't want to produce garbage. It's not the amount of stuff you're doing. It's the quality of what you're putting out. And that's why one of the biggest things that we have given back to the community is we have something called MyStaffordSprings.com. All, all the website is, it's maintained by my staff, Kate, and it's for the betterment of the town. If something's going on at the library, we're going to let the townspeople know. When power was out for a week, the town picked up the phone and, and called me and said, hey, Chris, could you get it up on our web, on mystaffordsprings.com? We're going to be accepting garbage with, with no cost for the bags because out here we have to pay for the bags in, in order to get rid of them. Well, because there was so much rotted food and people were afraid of animals and things of that sort, the town reached out to me. The town opened up the dumpsters, and how do we communicate with them? We communicated with them several different ways, but it was mostly through their mobile phones. And it's just a great way to have a website and allow people from the town to be able to put 
what's going on in the town? What's going on at the high school? Did the men's basketball team win? Did the girls' softball team win? Let them know what's going on so the townspeople can get involved in the issues in the community that they want to. And what, what's well, the they need to, they need to get that information from somewhere anyways, Chris, because a lot of them don't get the paper. They don't listen to the radio. So it's a fantastic place. A lot of them are on Facebook or wherever, or they always have their cell phone with them. And so I want to also say that if you're Jason Cass and you're driving through Moore, Oklahoma, and it's uh, and the, the storm is 15 miles out, I'm listening to my, uh, to my uh, Rhapsody online through my Android, and I don't, I'm not listening to the radio, but if I drive by Chris's agency and he happens to be in Moore, Oklahoma, I'm alerted to the fact that there's a huge tornado that's 10, 15 miles out. And I think, you know, Chris, you're, you're, you're almost doing a community service is what you're doing. And you're, it's an extension of, hey, we just don't help people in here. We help people externally as well. And I want to go on, guys, because I want to wrap this up one in the next thing, five to ten one minutes. Quick thing, I, uh, before you go on. A great thing also is how many people's agency management system can do an automatic text right through it. So, for example, QQ Solutions, which we love. You, you could automate. You could set your database up for every single customer that you have a cell phone. You just put it in the mobile area. You could literally send an instantaneously text saying, "Hey, there's a tornado in our area," and pinpoint the area. Hey, it's coming through Tallinn County, Connecticut. What are we doing? It's not just a way of driving past here, but you can do it right through your agency management system. I'm sure Applied and Ames. Uh, I'm sorry, Applied and AMS has the same ability. QQ Solution has the ability. I'm sure some of the other systems have the ability to do that. I wouldn't say that you're sure right. that they can you do have, it. You have one of those uh, agency management systems. Could you do that through there? That's a good question. Are you talking okay. to me, Jason? No, I was talking to Ryan because I didn't want to bust him out. I have AMS 360, and uh, I, haven't, I haven't looked into that. It's the well, reason why we sure have but it's the reason why we have agents influence and I'm being serious not as a plug because I didn't know that and that's something that uh, I need to be looking into myself now I want to go on because when we're talking about extending our agency um, outside and when you're talking about risk and all kinds of different things and awareness um, let's talk about awareness we're gonna close this up to all the listeners and viewers in the next five to seven minutes but Ryan and uh, Chris do something that I've adopted um, we're going to start helping people do it on growprogram.com. Uh, it's helping, it's not so much to use all these technical tools to try and get clients and prospects for JDC Insurance Group, but it's also to help get clients and prospects and customers for the people that we insure. And so let's talk a little bit about that. Um, I'm going to swing it back to Chris again because I, I, Ryan, I'm not taking away from you, but I learned a lot of this from Chris, and I think you did as well. Um, we learned it at Brand Camp, which is another plug. It's going to be coming up the first week of November. Um, uh, tell us, Chris, about you know you told a lot about the uh, things that you're doing through YouTube, but but kind of give them a little bit more. I mean, you're making videos. You're using some of your marketing people to make videos and write blogs and. And all that and and I and I want to lead into this because there's a second part of this question real quick so I want you to talk about some of the stuff that you do to directly help businesses you with QR codes and everything but then here's what I got back from my uh, listeners my listeners said don't you worry especially this to you Ryan 
Um, don't you worry about demonstrating that you're supporting this garbage company and not supporting this garbage company. Let's say if you're working in a niche and both those people are your client. So let's talk about that two-part question if you could, Chris. Um, first of all, I like to, I, I get that question almost every single day when it comes to agents or um, people in the insurance industry. Um, I, I am totally okay with supporting those that support me. For example, if there's a garbage business that does business with me and, and we're doing a bunch of videos and, and, and co-branding um, blogs and things of that sort, we will, we will always reach out to the other garbage businesses that we insure. Um, if, if we're not insuring them, I'm okay with just supporting that garbage business because I always go back to what my grandfather taught me and he always said, you put food on the tables of the people who put food on your table. And it's, a, it's something I live with, um, even if I have to spend more money. The people that put food on my table, I'm going to put it back on your table. So um, I'm okay with that. I am totally okay with that. And you'll be shocked on uh, the other question that you're probably going to get, Jason, is that people say, well, now your other agencies, your competitors, for example, my competitors, which I have within a mile on the same street, there's four other competitors I have, now know who I'm insuring. I'm totally okay with that. Why? Because as, as Ryan was talking about, is we have to create a value add. Why should they do business with Chris Paradiso, Paradiso Insurance, and the staff? Or why should they do business with the Murray Group? Well, the Murray Group and Paradiso Insurance have a value add. And we can show them the value add that a lot of agencies don't have a value add other than they always say, well, we have great service. Well, as Ryan said one day, he, his eyes popped up when I said, well, we get paid to give great service. So that is not one thing that we can hang our hat on because we get paid a commission to give great service. We have right. to give value add. What's the value add? And that's what we can, you know, when it comes down to the videos and creating the videos, we're then going out and, and posting those into a co-brand blog. We're then going out to LinkedIn. We're then going out to Google Plus. We're then going out to Twitter and Facebook. It's just a great way to promote local businesses to get local people and community people to do business with other community people. Yeah, so, wow, fantastic. so, Go ahead. so uh, what, what I've actually found, because we do a lot of the co-branding videos as well, is that let's say I insure a restaurant, which is one of our um, niches that we go after, um, I do a video for a restaurant, I will get emails from all my other restaurant clients going, I want a video too, come do a video with me. So they don't get pissed. I mean, they would have to be ignorant to think that they're the only restaurant that we insure, and they don't because they're not. So what they actually say is, come down to my restaurant, I want you to do that for me. Now, to answer the question of, are you worried that someone now knows that you insure them? Well, this is going to sound kind of brash, but if you're worried that someone's going to steal your clients because they know that they're your client, then you are not doing your job very well. That means that you're probably not good at providing your clients your clients with good service and good uh, additional value because you're worried about that. I'm not worried about that. You can walk into one of my clients, especially the clients that I've done videos to. Walk right in. Go talk to the business owner. You know what they're going to tell you? Go fly a kite. Go, you can go market to them. They're going to tell you to hit the road. And I have had at least five that I can think of off the top of my head. It's probably more business owners that have called me and, and said, hey, just wanted to let you know that your competitor down the street came in, told them to take a hike. You guys are great. You know why? Because 
we're doing the things that build a very high fence around our clients. We are marketing their business for them. I go in and do a digital and social media consulting for them. You know, we make sure that we contact our carriers and get our carriers in there to do um, risk management reviews. I mean, all these carriers will do this for free. How many agents actually tap into the service? None. That's not a marketing thing. That's providing value for your clients. So I don't care. I'll hand you my client list. Here it is. Go market to them. Good luck. You're going to be wasting a lot of your time doing that because I firmly believe that there is not another agency within 100 miles that can provide the service and value that we can and that can help them actually grow their business. And that's something that no other agencies are doing besides uh, probably just the people that are on this call. We are helping our clients grow their business. And if your agency goes into one of my clients and tries to solicit their business, and you can't tell them that you have a program in place to help them grow their business, why would they ever want to do business with you? Right. So you know. And also, I think you probably would have said larger than a hundred miles, but considering Chris is about two hours away, it's sixty, <laughs> yeah. seventy miles. You know, you know, I understand, I understand. Um, Ryan, or Brian, let me bring this into you because I'm an agency owner, Chris is an agency owner, Ryan's a director of marketing. Um, how does this, when you're bringing up this concept to agency owners, how are you seeing them um, become successful to it? How are they liking the idea? How are they open to it? Real quickly, why wouldn't you like the idea? Um, you know, a lot of the things we're talking about, it's a little more work than maybe what some agents are used to. It's easy to just put an ad in the newspaper. It's easy to put something on the radio. Some of this takes a little bit of work, but like Ryan said, to build a fence around these things, and once they start to see why wouldn't it make sense for me to do marketing videos for my customers, uh, to promote them. I've got one customer that wants to promote local companies on his website. Just put, these are some of the local companies that I work with. Just so you know, we support local doing those kinds of things. They're outside the box, but it's stuff people never think of. Like Chris said, maybe you guys don't know that you can text in your own uh, agency system. People just don't think about this stuff. They're too busy working in their business and not on their business. And that's where we need to change. You know, I see Chris shaking his head because I see it all the time. You know, you do these great presentations that you guys do, and then they go back to their office a week later, they forget about it because they're so busy. I got to do the quotes and I got to get the new, you know, new business and blah, 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 blah. And they forget about this stuff. If, if you've got somebody there, that's kind of what I do, telling you every day, you need to focus on these things. You need to build your brand. You need to build your marketing. Once they start to see the value and realize it and are doing it on a regular basis, then the value grows exponentially. But it's just hard because so many agents are working in their business and not on their business. And that's the biggest challenge we face right now. That's the best thing and the worst thing about being an independent agent is that that's, that's the, the issue you face every day. So uh, once they see it and start to realize it, that's where it really starts to grow. Last week, Brian, I spoke to 46 uh, independent agents, and I asked them, one of the first questions I asked them was, um, um, in December, we always put together a year-end, how we're going to finish up, and a 2013 plan year. Everybody calls it a little something different. So I asked them, how many people put together a plan for 2013 and how they're going to grow. Take a guess how many people answered that they did. I got to say less than five probably or something like that. Zero. Wow. Not one person. So my, my next question was, because they, I am, I was telling them the reason why I can afford three now into four marketing people is because my gross revenues are this year, just as they were in the past three years, they're about 40%. So gross revenues are up about 40% year to date. 
okay? And how can I afford to do that? Well, I, I, I came back to and said, how can I afford not to? How can you tell me how you're going to grow? And it all goes back to working in your business or on your business. I cannot even get into my agency management system. Did you know that, Brian? Really? I cannot. I don't have a code. I don't know how to do it. The only way I know how to do it is, that, is I have a special little app on my phone that QQ has developed that I can literally check on clients. And the reason why I check on clients is sometimes, you know, somebody asks me for an insurance card or uh, something of that sort. But I don't, I don't even have a code to get in. Would you say that's because you choose not to, Chris? So you're like, I, that's not my focus. I want to focus on my business, not be so involved in it. Brian, I never make money send emailing out an insurance card. And yeah. until you stop thinking like that, and I tell everybody, the first and foremost, I am a businessman first. I have to worry about the, the people here. They all have children. They have spouses. My job and responsibility is to run the insurance agent, run a business. Second yeah. is to sell insurance. And that's my thought process every single day. This, that's a big problem in our industry is that the people who – oh, Jesus – is that the people who are running um, who are running agencies are amazing insurance salesmen, and they're really struggling at running an insurance agency because it is a completely different – it's a completely different job function. Um, you know, a lot of times – Agencies were built off the principal who is a spectacular producer and then where they struggle and you know is that all of a sudden they're forced to manage people, make marketing decisions, make operational decisions, make technology decisions and they're going, I don't care about this stuff. I just want to sell. So they fall back into bad habits of not handling those things and then all of a sudden they're working off an Excel spreadsheet even though they're paying $2,500 a month for an agency management system. And, you know, uh, actually Chris is one of the ones who helped me in my agency kind of drive this point home, which was in order to be successful in the new digital landscape as independent agents, we need to start thinking of ourselves as a business is not as technicians, but as, as business people. And I think Chris does that as right. well as any principal that I know. And it's something that we are working on very hard in our own agency. Um, you can still sell insurance and be a business person, but, uh, if you're just an insurance agent who's trying to own an insurance agency, it's, it's going to be a struggle. Uh, and, and right. I just see it too often. Well, well well, I wanna. Well, first of all, we've got to wrap this up, everybody. And I gotta say something because this is really kind of major going forward, and it has to do with the fact that uh, once again, next month we're going to be doing technology, and we're going to be wrapping up technology, and it has to do with um, uh, it's technology going forward, and basically, you know, the future's so bright, I gotta wear shades. And so I want us to know that there's a, there's seriously though I when I, I done I've already done these podcasts with a guy by the name of Mike Manus uh, Mike May yeah Mike Manus and also Daniel Burris and I want to close with this because I want everybody to think of this I'm writing an article right now that I'm going to submit out to the world and it comes off a concept of what he said is that Daniel Burris said that if you're changing you're going to be trying something that can't happen. You can try and change every day and as fast as you want, and you're going to be left behind. And that was really big to me. And I said to him, I said, well, what do you mean by that? And he said, 
when Barnes and Noble came about with took all the little bookstores out and came up with the Walmart of bookstore, they changed the game. But when Amazon came along and sent the phone directly to your or sent the book directly to your phone, they transformed the game. And I want us to think about that. We went from vinyl records to CD records, cassettes in there, eight tracks. Those were all changes in the music industry. Now that it comes directly to me, I actually can download any song that I want within a matter of minutes. That transformed the industry. So when he really, I, he goes on pretty elaborate about this in the podcast that we're going to be releasing the second week of June, because I want you to really listen to it, because when, it, when I listened to it, it blew my mind. It's not about change. It's not. It's about transforming in every sector of our society. The music industry and the book industry just happen to be first. So I'm going to leave us with that. Um, I got to thank you guys very much. Um, from uh, from my heart, and you know, um, I really do because the I think the people that are listening to this got a ton out of this, and I and I really do want to thank you guys uh, very heavily. Uh, so once again, this is Ryan Handley. You can find him at ryanhandley.com. He gets bombarded with emails, so if you want to send him one, go ahead. We have Chris Paradiso from Paradiso Insurance. Uh, Chris, I don't know if you want to give out your if they just want to hit you on your social sites. Do you want to give out your email? I know that's kind of protected from you. No, no worries. It's uh, my first initial C Paradiso P A R A D I S O at paradisoinsurance.com. Or if they just go to paradisoinsurance.com and and right on the contact sheet, it comes directly into my cell phone instantaneous. Fantastic. Uh, technology at the works. And we also had Brian Appleton, where you can get him at brian at agentsinfluence.com. He'll be more than happy to answer your questions. And uh, I'm Jason Cass with Jason at agentsinfluence.com. Totally separate from JDC Insurance Group and what I do in the rest of the world. Uh, also known that Agents Influence is also owned or is also operated as the nonprofit side of growprogram.com. Really do appreciate you gentlemen on. And uh, until next time, that's going to end the Google broadcast scene around.